What's up, everybody? I am the croc rocking, nickel back popping curls for all the girls in the entire world, the Perminator Sam Beal. And I want to welcome you to the Three Count Podcast. And I'm excited to get this thing rocking and rolling. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Wintering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And like every good Sherpa, which I've asked you after our 280th episode or something number episode, uh, like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, like I mentioned, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? You can find this person at XICW. You can find this person at 1CW, RPW, TSW, IWR, MCPW, Clash, OWA, GCW, Impact, Horror Slam, and Eclipse. He is the Terminator. He is the natural. He is Sam Beal. Yeah, that was a heck of an introduction, man. Started listing off a bunch of companies, and I was like, oh, wow, actually, yeah, I have been there. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Yo, so thank you, one, for coming on the show. I definitely, I've been hyped about this interview since we talked last. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, I'm super pumped. This is like, I don't know, the way you describe the show, and, you know, I was able to watch a little bit of one of your other shows. It's just, it's it's a cool, different podcast, and I, I'm excited to be a part of it. Hell yeah. So, like, one of the things that I definitely enjoy about this show is that, like, it's like I was saying right before, right, is that, like, I'm starting on you know, my wrestling journey, and, like, I'm a lot older in in the sense that I am I just turned 37, right? So, like, I go through and I find people who have been to places that I've never been to, and I'm like, yo, like, how did you do this, or how did you come across this problem? How did you navigate or, circ- you know, get your way through this world to the position that you're at? And it's, I don't know, I feel like it's one of those things that, like, everybody has different answers, which is really cool, so there's no one trail, but... Everybody had like the unique path of like, well, I did this, this, and this, and then this is how we got to this point. And it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I love it. The concept is there and it's, it's great. And, you know, it kind of, it's, it's an honor for me, honestly, like, you know, to, to be like a part of that kind of exclusive club. Like it makes me feel pretty, pretty proud of myself. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt. So, listen, like, one, the first question I love asking every person that comes on this show, though, is uh, who is Sam Beal? Who is Sam Beal? Like, the Sam Beal the wrestler or Sam Beal the person? Yes. Hey, <laughs> and I'm going to answer with I'm both of them. I'm the same person inside and outside of the ring. It's it's awesome. I, I'm just, a, you know, a fun guy, uh, fun, caring, uh, outgoing, uh, you know, perfect person i i really just love to have fun and i love to you know be the center of attention to everybody around me and really like you know i i want them like and them as in like a metaphorical speaking of like the people that i am surrounded by i want them to enjoy life as much as i am and i i mean i i go each day thankful that i you know wake up every day and i i just want everybody else to f- see that like we it would mir- life is a miracle it really is and like uh i i go each day like tackling new tasks and just having fun yeah and that's I, I, that's the best way to describe me as like a person 
the best word I would say it's very generic, but it's fun. I'm, I'm a fun guy. No, it's, it's one thing I could definitely see like in your work, whether you're in the ring or out of the ring, like you just seem to be like, like easy kind of going, like you said, fun loving kind of dude. And that's why I was like, when I saw the opportunity, I was like, yo, yeah, definitely we got to bring this person on because I love having these conversations. But it was something you did um, at the show during our during the intermission at 1CW where, like, you saw me, like, out there and I was just, like, you know, having a fun talking trash with the Renegade Twins, which, by the way, you're going to get yours too, Robin. They'll be out there, you know. But uh, I ran to the back and then you, you popped in and you were like, dude, you talk so much trash. And I was just smiling the whole time because I was like, you know what? I appreciate that compliment. Like, this was fun. <laughs> oh, it's the best, man. No other place can you go to. I'm talking about professional wrestling. No other place can you walk out and absolutely just, like, bully somebody. I mean, it's like, it's it's not like, uh, how do I put it? I don't want to, like, make it sound like I'm a bully. But, I mean, like, that's what you are. If you're a heel, you're a bad guy. No other place you can go and get away with just, you know, picking on somebody picking at them, you know, having fun with them, making, making them have an enjoyable time, feeling like they're a part of the show as well. Like it's, it's incredible. Like being a part of professional wrestling, there's just so much you can do, whether it be like with the heel tactics or the baby face tactics, like uh, it's all, it's, it's all just so much fun. Like, how did you get into the sport? I'm just curious. So uh, I actually grew up way back when like, Okay, not way back when because I'm actually pretty young. But uh, I, I, when I was growing up, my older brother, he was, uh, he was a kind of like a father figure for me. Uh, he, he loved Stone Cold and watching Raw every night, playing on the Nintendo N64 and all this stuff. So I just wanted to be just like him. So I, of course, loved it as well. Um, eventually, I kind of grew out of it. There was a little phase where like I kind of just you know didn't really care about it as much. Uh, but then fast forward to freshman year of high school, I, uh, walked into one of my best friends, uh, room and he was like watching YouTube clips of, oh, actually, no, it wasn't YouTube clips. It was, he was watching raw that week's raw. And I was like, what are you doing? He was like, I'll just sit here watching some wrestling. And I kind of peeked my head in, started watching it. And I was like, dang, it's kind of cool. I like this. (laughs) And, uh, I just started watching it again and falling in love with it again. Like I, in high school, I literally skipped going to parties and drinking all the time to literally watch wrestling or play with action figures or wrestle on the trampoline. Like I, I, that's what I did in high school. I wasn't a drinker. I wasn't a partier. I mean, yeah, I was kind of like in with a lot of different crowds. So I was kind of popular, but like, I liked wrestling more than I liked other people. Um, So, so yeah, I, I was a huge fan in high school. And, but I never really took it as like, you know, I want to do this when I grow up. Like I never thought that in high school, it never crossed my mind. I didn't even think that was a possibility um, until about uh, fresh going into my freshman year of college, I was sitting at work. Uh, I used to cut grass for my high school back in the day. Um, and I was sitting there at work uh, watching a documentary and I was just like, dude, I can do this. Like this, this is something I want to do. Like I was watching them do the same thing that I was doing, playing with action figures, jumping on the trampoline and wrestling, playing the video games, all this. And I, I just was like, dude, this is it. This is, this is my calling. 
So I uh, looked up for schools around the area. Um, fortunately enough, I found one literally in my backyard, like in Perrysburg, Ohio, which is 10 minutes down the road from Rossford, Ohio, from where I'm from. And I started it. I got my foot in the door there and I started there and it, it, the, the rest is history. Uh, I mean, the school that I started at was Northwest Ohio Wrestling. It's no longer around. Um, it, 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 I'd be lying to tell you if it was a great school, like it wasn't, but it got my foot in the door. So I'll forever like be thankful for having that opportunity. Um, but yeah, no, ever since then, I just hit the ground running and I'm loving every single step of the way, every single mile I travel, every single match I have, like it all just is, it's really awesome. Yeah, it's something about, like, wrestling that, like, you – I think everybody goes through that phase where they just, like, they fall out of love with it, and then just, like, some random event happens, and then they find themselves back in love with it. And then it's, like, a harder love than it was before. Because I know for me, like, I was a 90s kid, so I grew up, like, all through all through the night. Well, I was an 80s kid. Sorry. But I grew up in the 90s era where I was watching all of, like – you know, you're watching WCW and you're watching or WWE and you're watching ECW live, right? And I grew up through this era and I remember like falling out of it for just a little bit, right? And then I went to college and my my one of my friends, he was a big wrestling fan. And so he was like, come watch it with me on Monday nights. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And I just fell back in love with it again. And I was like, I'm never letting this go. Yeah. So, so it was to the point where uh, I ended up getting deployed to um, – Iraq and when I was in Iraq like uh I was like I gotta find a TV it's Monday uh Raw is gonna be on at some point today and I need to watch it so I would just do whatever I could to watch wrestling anytime I got the chance to and that was like I guess my home away from home so when I guess I found myself in the ring I was like this this just felt natural to me yeah absolutely and that's and that's where the first moniker came from. Like, I did, did. Everything felt natural. And I feel like that happens to a lot of people who get into professional wrestling. Like, they step through the ropes and they're just like, dude, this is it. This is what I love. I love doing this. And, like, and I feel like that's so important. You know, like, there's billions of wrestlers all across the world, like, all over the world. And, like, I mean, yeah, obviously we all strive to be the best that we can be, but, like, if you're having fun doing what you love, like what what's what's wrong with that? You know, I, 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 I love seeing new wrestlers, meeting new people. Like it's, it is the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Yeah. It's something with me where like, I get to see, like, I'm starting to notice it too. Like, as I'm starting to like separate from like my zero year into going into my third year in January and like, seeing all the new kids that are coming in and they have like these bright eyes and they're like, Oh, I can't, I can't wait to take my first bump. And I'm just like, yeah, you'll say that now. But uh, then eventually you're going to be like, I don't want to do this until you get into your first show. And then once you get to that first show, you're like, this is everything I've ever dreamed about. And I know like talking to other wrestlers uh, when I got my first match and I was in my first show, I was like, I'll bump as many times as they want me to. (laughs) I was like, I'm so happy being here. Yeah, no, yeah, a hundred percent. I I remember the same thing. I was I was the same way. I was like, throw me around. I mean, t- truthfully, to be honest, I'm still the same way to this day. I'm like, bump bump me around. I don't care. It's fun. I love it. <laughs> throw my t- throw my 24 year old body around so I can't walk when I'm 34. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm like at the point. I'm like, 
yeah, it's like at 35, like I remember trying, uh, I wanted to try, uh, who was it? I wanted to try like a giant senton bump right from the top rope because Akira Tozawa did it. And I was like, yeah. yo, this might be cool. And I wasn't used to, to taking bumps yet. So I jumped off, landed on my back, knocked all the air out. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. I was like, this is it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, there some bumps are not meant to be taken more than once. <laughs> no, never. But speaking yeah. of, of bad bumps, what's your worst bump? Oh man, I I don't know. I can't I can't really say that I like one that sticks out that's just like ooh, like I didn't like it. I okay, I actually I will say this one uh cuz now that I just talking myself into it. It was it wasn't even that big of a bump. Like it was just a bump. I uh was on the outside. It was actually when I was wrestling uh Sammy Callahan on Impact uh for um hardcore justice i believe is the mm. the pay-per-view called um yeah so we we had like a, a little match on there and he gave me a chop on the outside and you know like i'm young i'm new to impact i'm like oh i'm gonna work my ass off i'm gonna i'm gonna bump on this chop bump the worst mistake i've ever made in my life like i after well so like after the chop bump i took a front bump over him like a, a suplex Easy bump, easy bump. It was the chop bump, combining the chop and the bump together that I was just like, <gasps> I literally just could not breathe. I was in pain. Like, it was brutal. <laughs> Damn. I Okay, yeah. so I do remember seeing that. It was like, yo. Yeah, it was brutal. It was rough. I always like, because I know like we... I don't know. It's something that I learned and it, I, I learned it from another wrestler and they were talking about it. Um, but it was this idea that like, and I, I kind of want to pick your brain about this. Cause you know, you being on impact and all like when you first get to like that televised show, right. Do you, do you feel like there's a pressure where you like have to perform like a lot larger than you do? Because I've heard other wrestlers talk about like when you get put into these unique positions, right? Like, you kind of have to act like you've been there before, even though you never have been. And so I'm just curious. Cause like you said, you took that chop bump and then like, you know, obviously like you were like, Oh God, I probably shouldn't have done that. But like, I guess like was, what was the, pre- what was the pressure like? Oh, I mean the, the thing with TV to me, honestly, like every single time I've worked TV, I, you always feel the pressure. You're always feeling the pressure. You're feeling the eyes on you. Everybody's watching you. Like you're the center of attention. And like, truthfully, you've never been there before. So like you being the center of attention, it's some like of like a big, big audience is kind of, it's nerve wracking. It definitely is. And like, I, I would be lying to say if I didn't feel pressure every single time to go be larger than life, because there was, there was always pressure. I think it was a little bit more upon myself putting the pressure on me than it was anybody else just because I hold myself to a high standard so like I I would go in each time every time I would get asked back to impact it would be like I'd put pressure on myself to be like the match of the night or try to be like the best thing that like has ever happened to impact you know and I that's just unrealistic to like really live up to like in in the in the role that I was given so um yeah, and I look back on that. That's something that I learned back 
looking back at my time with impact was like, I, I needed to relieve a little bit more stress for myself. I think, I think it took away not stress, but like and stress and pressure, same thing. But like, I, I think I needed to relieve a little bit of self, a little bit of self pressure and self stress, because I think that was ultimately the real reason that kind of held me back uh, when I was on there. And I, and I look back now and I'm so thankful that I like learned that because like, I feel pressure and I feel stress a hundred percent every single time I go through the, go through the curtain, but it's, it's almost like a, a, fl a switch flips for every single time I perform. doesn't matter if it's on uh, in front of 15 fans or if it's in front of 15,000 fans, like that, that light flip or the, that switch, it flips. And like, I'm just zeroed in on doing what I know I'm capable of doing. Um, one of my best friends to this day now is Chris Bay. I met him when I was at Impact, and he like literally is one of my best friends. I talk to him almost like every day. Um, he told me like one of the couple, first couple times I was going out for Impact, he was looking at me like I was nervous, like I was adding so much more stuff to my head that I didn't need to do. Like I was worried about like how do I walk out of the curtain? What do I do this? When do I do this? Like trying to pre-plan everything like that in my head. So it like really was eating at me. And he looked at me and he said, dude, like you're here. You do this. Like this is something you do. Like be confident in that. Like you're a very good wrestler. You do it. And I was just like, dang, you're right. Like I am doing this. I wouldn't be here if I couldn't do this. So I, I hold, I hold that near and dear to my heart every single time I go out and wrestle. Like I'm always nervous because I, 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 if you didn't, if you weren't nervous, then you don't care anymore. So every time I look at myself and I tell myself, like, I do this and it helps me. It was something that I noticed uh, uh, last year, actually, when I was like really starting to pick up. I don't want to say steam because that's not the right word, but I was just picking up some momentum like here and there, like working some matches. And uh, I was like, I need to find something to get my mind off of like all the nerves because I was like putting like, I felt like I was just putting massive amounts of pressure in, in my head and I was just freaking out. And, uh, I had a pack of gummy bears with me and as I was eating them, like I started to feel like a little better, a little calmer. And it was just a regular pack of gummy bears. And I remember the next show I went to, I didn't have them. And like the match went okay. It didn't go great. But the next match after that, uh, I brought another pack of gummy bears. And from then on, anytime I didn't have a pack of gummy bears, I noticed the match, Maybe it wasn't bad, but it wasn't it, it wasn't memorable or it wasn't great. So yeah. I started bringing a pack of gummy bears everywhere to me because what ended up I found out is that because I already have high anxiety and I I get so nervous before any of these shows, I start popping gummy bears and like everything just calms down. And like I don't do like I don't do like an entire bag. It'll probably be like ten or eleven. But I but now all the wrestlers that see me at different shows, they're like, Hey, come on. Like, I know you have a couple of them. Like, just let me, let me, I know you got your bag. So let me get some of these gummy bears that you got. Yeah. But it, 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 it goes back to like, I know, like in my mind, I'm like, I know I'm a good, I know I'm okay at my job. I'm getting better. But I started putting on like, Oh, I got to be bigger than this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And I just start snacking on gummy bears and it just like, relieve so much pressure off of me <laughs> it sounds like you're superstitious <laughs> oh yeah very superstitious 
Yeah, I I am I am as well. I don't like you didn't really realize it, but I really am. I'm like one of the most superstitious people you'll ever meet. Like I there's a couple like I'll just tell you a couple for my wrestling. I <clears throat> every time I wrestle, I have two pairs of socks. I have my on my left foot, I have a, a white sock with my dog Tucson on it. Like he's like his face is like on it. And then on my right one, <clears throat> I usually have um a black sock with my other dog Echo on it. And like I, I will not wrestle without them. And then like there's other things like I always have to drink a bang before I wrestle. I always have to write my grandma's name on my wrist tape and then I always wear this green green wristband if I don't have it when I'm wrestling I kind of get a little freaked out it says like good luck or something like that and uh, it's just little things like that and like uh, yeah every I feel like every wrestler has a little bit of superstitious in them. yeah definitely I just know like uh when I <laughs> once I started figuring it out like I was like all right this clearly is like my thing like I have to like remember to always bring this with me and and so it got to the point now where like other wrestlers will look for me and they'll have like like a pack of like was it hand uh gummy bears and they're always just like here you go and i'm like dude how did you know they're like bro we've been around you for the last year we know <laughs> what you bring to the shows that's <laughs> so funny it's is it is cool and like um actually if if you would have seen at one cw uh one of my other friends andino He's always just sits there. He just looks at me and he's just like, come on. We know. We already know it's there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So it's, yeah. it is a lot of fun to like, you know, figure out those little those little quirks and stuff. Uh, what's like, what's your post-match meal, post-match snack? Like when you get done with the show, like what's what's your go-to? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I... Like I used to be pretty, pretty large. Like I was a large individual back in the day and I don't really like to, I don't like to eat before the matches at all. Cause I feel like I, I'm super, the, one of the worst things that I have in my head is I have uh, body dysmorphia really, really bad. So like I go walk past a mirror, I look at myself and I'm like, dang, that's that 350 pound kid who was in, in high school. Uh, but reality is I'm, I'm up two fifteen tops. So like, I, I don't, I don't know. I just have it bad in my head. Um, I, I meal prep a lot. So I like to eat some sort of chicken, whether it be, you know, if it, we're going out to eat after with a bunch of buddies, I'll eat like, uh, like chicken chunks or chicken wings. But I, I, I typically stick to my meal plan with like rice or uh, rice and chicken and like some veggie or something like that. But, but yeah, that'd be like my, I guess my post match workout or post match meal. I don't really, I don't know. I guess I've never been asked that. So I can't really like put like a, a really good answer together for you, but I guess that's some, some sort of chicken, some sort of chicken. No, no, no. That makes sense. I, I, it's funny because, like, I feel like that's, like, the one question, like, a lot of people don't expect to get asked, like, on the show. is just like, hey, yo, like, one, what's your worst bump? And everybody's like, what? And then, like, hey, what's your post-match? And like, wait, wait, what does this have to do with anything? Like, no, no, no. I just, it's fun questions. I love asking. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. I, I just, I guess my answer is chicken. <laughs> that's great, though, because that's, I like, know, for, like, me, uh, post-match like i like to stop over at like royal farms or whatever like wawa's or even just like 7-eleven 
and just find like chicken because I'm a massive I'm a massive fan for chicken too. So once I get done, I'm like, let me go here or if I can get to KFC, let me grab like grilled whatever. Just yeah. anything. I'm just let me get some Sounds chicken. Good. Yo, so this is one of my favorite questions to ask. I love this question so much because there's always a new answer to it whenever I go through. Uh, what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn being in the business? Oh, wow. One of the hardest lessons. Um, there's a couple, actually. I, I'm going to say two. Um, one of my one of the biggest lessons that it's kind of I've learned about myself from from wrestling is like I, I need to not be so critical on myself because um, back back when I was a couple, three, two, two and a half, three years in, I, I would make one little mistake. Like I, I, one match sticks out to me in particular is a match for I, uh, IWR up in Michigan. Uh, I was wrestling one of my buddies, the Kenny Urban. And like, I was trying this new thing. It was the first time I ever tried it to like a transition to get into the uh, a cross body off the top. And like my ankle hit the top rope or something like that. And it like, it didn't even mess up the move. It just messed up like the flow of it. So like in my head, I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, this match sucks now. Like I'm terrible, blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, when you go back and rewatch the match, like it was a good match. Like Kenny loved it. Uh, like the promoter loved it. The fans loved it. Like that, those three things are enough to, you know, make a good match. And, uh, I I realized that probably a, about a year ago, I would say probably like November of last year, maybe even December. Like if those three things come to fruition, your opponent likes the match, you, you the promoter likes the match and the crowd reacted to it, then it was a good match. It, it was like, yeah, every match needs a little bit of critiques here and there. Uh, absolutely. But like th- those three things like will add up to a match that is makes me happy so and that's how i kind of go on about every single match from that point forward and um i mean another big thing is to try and take away one thing from uh the match just so you you know you're constantly learning and adapting to it too as well um but yeah that that that's something i'm very happy that i learned like at least I mean, now I'm I'm kind of practicing it too because I, I mean we're, we're all in wrestling just to have fun, you know. Like I mean, if you're in this business, I mean, and you could say this about any art form, whether it be making music or painting or photography or anything like that. Like obviously, we all want to make money, but if you got into those businesses or any of those art forms to make money, newsflash, buddy, you just ain't gonna do it. Like it's just not gonna happen. Like. Like you, you just won't, you won't do it. And it's, I don't know. And it's something that I've learned as well. So it's, I'm very thankful for, you know, being around a lot of wise people early on in my career that like, I've been able to learn these, these lessons from them. That was like the one thing that a lot of people had to keep harping on me about. And it was something that I learned pretty quick from my, my trainer. Right. So I was working a practice match and the guy that I was working with, he was maybe like two months newer than I was. And so they put us in a practice match and we had somebody age into match and it just went to shit. <laughs> like 100% just fell apart. And 
I remember being so frustrated with the match afterwards. So I was like, yo, it was terrible. And we knew it was bad. I had lost composure during the match. And uh, I, I got really angry. And my, my trainer was like, I don't know why you're letting all this get to you. And I was like, I don't know what you talk about. He's like, remember when I told you it's not if you get injured, but when you get injured? And I was like, well, yeah. He's like, it's not if you mess up, but when you mess up. And he's like, you just got to let it go. And uh, I took that to heart. And so I remember like having a match like I was in, I forget where I was, but I had a match like two weeks later and I know I messed something up. I couldn't remember what I messed up, but he was just like, I know you're going to harp on this and blah, 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 blah. I was like, harp on what? He's like, oh, well, you, this, this spot that you kind of messed up on. I was like, nah, bro. It's like <laughs> everybody else had fun with it and nobody got injured. That was the best part. And the crowd reacted and a promoter told me I did a good job. So I was like, it's a win. Yeah. And I just walked out with it. And he was just like, hmm, okay. But I do like the idea too. And I do love getting critiques. That's like the one thing a lot of people think that like I shy away from. Cause I'll ask people like dead ass right to their face. Like, Hey, what'd you think of this match? What did you think of this? What'd you think of that? And I just, I love asking those questions and people are like, you know, cause sometimes you'll hear people say like, um, they're only out to like hurt you or whatever. And I was like, whatever even those people will be the guys who will tell you something and you just look at it and you're like cool i can fix that and so i'm always i'm always anxious and curious to see what people uh have that will help me in the in the business absolutely yeah critiques are literally one of the most important things in professional wrestling like like i said no match is ever perfect you can always change something if i ask you like, hey, would you watch my – I usually – I like to ask a bunch of people, like, hey, could you watch my match? Let me know if you see anything funky, like blah, blah, blah. I always ask anybody and everybody. And it's – I'm not asking you to watch my match and be like, oh, my God, Sam Beal, you're so good. I love you. Like, you're the best. No, I'm asking you to watch my match to say, oh, yeah, I, I think I would have done this a little different. Like, and then I see, like, oh, okay, maybe you're all right. Like, I could have done that a little different. Or I'd be like – or I'll be like, um, you know, I, I like I I can see why you would do it, but like I would do it this way. And like then I would try to take their philosophy and my philosophy and make it all like into like intermesh. Because everybody has good ideas. We all do. We're our brains are filled with ideas, you know, and collaborating with somebody is the best way to make the best idea, you know. And uh yeah, and that's one thing I, I I love getting critiques from people. I love when people watch my matches, especially if somebody's never watched me. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Did I lose you for a second? Yeah, it kind of froze, and then, like, I didn't know oh. what happened. Uh, yeah, I, I lost you. I lost. I was, like, there was, like, black <laughs> screen and there's just a circle. But, no, yeah, like I said, like, having new eyes on you is super aw- Like, it's super crucial because, like, the East Coast has a different way of wrestling than where I'm from, the Midwest. And being able to take a little bit from what you guys offer and 
creating something with something I offer, that's how you innovate stuff. And, and that's why I always ask everybody to watch my matches for critiques, not for, not for blow smoke up my ass, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, and it's crazy. Cause like, I know I had a, I have a friend of mine who lives in Lubbock, Texas. Um, and Mike will send me his matches and he's always asking me for critiques and he's been, been doing it for like 20 plus years. So I always feel honored when he's like, yeah, look at my match and like, tell me what you think and what you, what you want to do. And I was like, or what you would do. And I was like, yo, this it's ridiculous to get asked that question. Cause I was like, I should be asking you this, but he's like, I love the fact that fresh eyes look at something and can help me create something different. So I was like, Oh, bet. And I remember like sending back the first time that I critiqued one of his matches. I had a list like coded by, by time. And just like everything that I was thinking that was going on with the match. And he was like, this is what I've been looking for. He's like, cause you know, sometimes you get a promoter, like, yeah, it was a great match. And then just kind of move on. I was like, bet. Well, here we go. And he was like, I love it. So, and he gave me back his feedback on my feedback, which I was like, oh, I can be better at this. Cool. Let's go. And it's, I just, I love it. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I completely agree with you. So, uh outside of that right one thing i do want to ask is you've been in a lot of different locker rooms you've been in a lot of different places so it goes without saying uh i need one do and one don't of the locker room okay one do and one don't i I will say one do always i i will always say this it doesn't matter who it is doesn't matter how what their status is or what your status is always shake people's hands and just introduce yourself um i actually learned this from not i didn't learn this from him but like just a key example was i i've done a lot of training with alex shelley uh and um he told me the one time like uh this just one one kid who was like really really good he's like kind of becoming an indie darling one one time he just didn't come up and shake uh shelley's hand and like a promoter asked Shelly one time for somebody like to like well as a reference for this guy and like he was like I don't even know who he is so like no I, I'm not gonna be a reference for him even though that guy put Shelly as a reference and um yeah and that's what I would say like always always introduce yourself well I mean and like you know it's COVID we're past COVID now so it's like maybe not shake your hand but like at least go up and get their attention be like hey like my name's Sam Beal. Like it's it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for like for meeting me. I don't know. Uh, that's that's my number one do. Like definitely do that. Um, and I would say don't as in like don't ever feel like you're like a name or if you're how do I put this is better. I don't know. Don't ever think you're better than the locker room is what I would say. I, and you might have heard this before, but like. It really truthfully mean. I truthfully mean it. Like, I mean, I've been on Impact. I have a little bit of like weight behind my name. Just a, I mean, not a lot. Just a little bit, like a little sliver. But I will never ever go into a locker room and think that my shit don't stink. Like, we're all in the same locker room, on the same card, doing the same thing. We're at the same level in my eyes. So, like, I, I, I never thought that way, like ever. Um, and, and that's the way I, I think it should be. Like, we're all in the same place. We're all in the same boat. So just be nice to people and go have fun. Give the fans what they truthfully paid for. I like that. 
I like that a lot. There's just like a, it's that be humble enough to one, shake everybody's hands, but then also just be humble in general, because like, you never know, like the one time you come off being a total douchebag, like you just kind of ruin it for everybody. (laughs) And you know, like I get it. Like some days are tough. You know, some people have like tough days and like, there's a lot of shit going on in their worlds, but like, it doesn't, like th- that person that you're meeting and interacting with, they didn't have anything to do with you making having an upset day. So just be nice to them for the five seconds you have to interact with them, and then go on about your day. Um, it, it, yeah, it, I just it, it, being being humble is, is so important in wrestling because you never know. Like, say me and you, like we just met for the first time a couple weeks ago. Say I was a total jackass to you. And, like, I'm trying to, you know, make my way up the ladder and say, guess what? I turn around and in a year you're on NXT. And, like, I'm like, oh, me me and Cliff, we were best buddies. But, like, I was an asshole, like, to you. You know what I mean? Like, you never know what kind of connections you're going to make. And you just – I just always look at it as, like, just be a genuine human being. Yeah, I like that a lot. So – we're going to get into the second best segment of the Three Count Podcast. You're probably trying to figure out what the first is. It's right there. It's the Red Dogs Power Rankings that sometimes you can find on our debate shows, although Chaz really wants to push the fact that we're probably retiring it. We might. It doesn't matter. But anyway, this is the Three Count Podcast, 10 Count Questions. And Mr. Beal, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. And uh, whatever your answer is, that's your answer. All right. All right. I'm ready for this. I'm built for this. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. Go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Blue. Uh, favorite Blue. movie? Step Brothers. Let's go. <laughs> Sonic or Mario? Oh, Mario. Favorite cartoon? Oh, man, this is tough. Probably Pokemon. Let's go. Uh, unrelated, well, related but unrelated. Uh, which generation? Uh, I don't know. Uh, probably, I-, I was a big the gamer with Pokemon. So uh, I would say probably three, just because that was a game I like played a okay. lot. Yeah, PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Favorite. I have both, but PlayStation, 100%. <laughs> I have both. I lean towards Xbox. I'm just not going to play. <laughs> Favorite actor? Oh, man. That's that's tough. Uh, there's a lot of them. Uh, Will Ferrell's definitely up there. But I, I'm going to tell you right now, Kevin Hart is stealing my heart, literally. Like, he's he's so funny. Like, I haven't seen a movie that he's been in that I'm just like, dang, that's not funny. Like, But, it's it, dude, he's awesome. But Will Ferrell. We'll stick with Will Ferrell. Kevin Hart, he's up there. Okay, uh, so let's go with Oakley's or Ray-Bans. Oakley's. <laughs> Favorite podcast? Um, I would have to say, uh, I'm going to do a little cheap little plug for me, I guess. I got to go to uh, my own little podcast that we've started. It's called The Little Spoon Snatchers. Um, but if we're talking big time when I'm talking Pat McAfee. I love Pat McAfee. I, he I does a great job. I can do some Pat McAfee, too. I definitely yeah. enjoy uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Um, 
I would like to see Jason Hotch. Yeah, that's been one of my best friends. So we're He's definitely awesome. gonna reach out. <laughs> and then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this podcast. Favorite curse word. Fuck. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh, I mean, it's four letters. It just rolls off the tongue and it's hilarious. I love it. Universally accepted everywhere. And unlike MasterCard, right? Or American Express. That's the one I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are all the questions I do have for you. So the last thing I need is for you to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Well, they can find me at uh, on Twitter, Instagram at Sam Beal twenty three. Uh, you can also follow me on TikTok. I've been able to plug TikTok a lot, or like I haven't done that a lot, but I need to. Uh, but you can find me there at Sam Beal seventy three. That was my football number back in the day, uh, and then I'm also on Facebook, Sam Beal. Uh, you can follow me on there. Um, but yeah, that's what that's where you can see. See the perfection in action, baby. <laughs> well, there you have it, right? He gave you his handles. He told you where you can find him. So go look him up. Give him the follow. Give him the likes. Give him the comments that he deserves. But like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Inch Ring. And I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. The man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And... Like I said, like every good shirt, but it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring and who's entering the ring. That's right. The perfection, the perfection himself, the permanator, the natural Sam Beal. And you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you're legitimately following us on all of our social media platforms, which are down here at the bottom. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're following us on all podcasting streams including spotify you're leaving us those reviews those five star fox flash reviews on apple itunes and then you know you're doing all that telling your friends leaving comments and doing all the fun stuff or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end you're waiting for the outro and then you're choosing another episode to listen to peace what's going on three count nation i'm clifford red dog miller with the catchphrase but what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.